This is an introduction to Rumpled Stiltskin by Marty Epstein, a Gorilla Opera production, narrated by Nicholas Martinez. Gorilla Opera presents a new production of the magical chamber opera Rumpled Stiltskin with music by Marty Epstein and libretto adapted from the story by the Brothers Grimm by Marty Epstein and Greg Smucker. The production team for this show is led by stage director Nathan Troop, features shadow puppetry by Denise Keteri, production design by Julia Nulan Merat, and lighting design by Keithlin Parkman. The cast of Rumpled Stiltskin features soprano Aliana de la Guardia in the title role of Rumpled Stiltskin, mezzo-soprano Britt Brown as Gretchen, soprano Emily Thorner as the Miller, and baritone Brian Church as the King. In the performing ensemble, we have Mike Williams on percussion, Philip Stoydlin playing alto saxophone, Lilith Harchunian playing violin, Stephen Moroto playing cello, and conducted by Jeffrey Means. All the musical excerpts you will hear are performed by Guerrilla Opera's original cast and ensemble, from the world premiere production in May 2009. The performing ensemble takes their place on stage with the singers downstage and to the left, the conductor further downstage, and the instrumentalists downstage and to the right. The story of Rumpled Stiltskin is told in six scenes with no overture. A short instrumental duet with delicate percussion tremolos and long, mysterious violin chords lead us into scene one. The house lights dim, and we experience light from an overhead projector behind one screen upstage and center. A hideous little man is depicted by a two-dimensional puppet with a warped face. One of his eyes is larger than the other, his nose is large, mouth is crooked, and his skin is cracked like the dry earth in the desert. His body is irregular, asymmetrical like a zigzag. There is a heart-shaped mark on his misshapen body between one arm, which is short and fat, and the other, which is stretched and thin. He is hiding in upward-winding trees as he observes Gretchen and her father, the miller, in the woods, gathering food and firewood on feathery blades of grass under a pastel blue sky. Gretchen wears a calf-length dress with flowing hair that ends in an upward-pointing curl. Her father, the miller, wears a flat cap with a button on top. He's old and hunched with a slightly tattered jacket. The figures are both designed with round shapes and curves to contrast the asymmetry of rumpled stiltskin. The minimalistic puppetry design by Denise Khetiri draws inspiration from the illustrations of Edward Gorey. The black figures each have only as many lines and shapes as they require. They all move slowly and patiently, reflecting the elegance of the opera's delicate music. The little man sings an aria, lamenting his appearance, convinced that only a child could love someone so ugly. 
Gretchen and the miller begin to hum and sing as they work, and the aria turns into a waltzing trio. The king, who wears a jagged crown and is designed with sharp lines, suddenly walks up and sees the miller. Your misleading boast from the miller leads the king to believe that Gretchen can spin straw into gold. This situation inspires the little man to create a plan. He will help Gretchen, and in exchange she will give him her first-born child. The four characters sing an overlapping quartet of their underlying thoughts and reservations, a common musical structure used in many traditional operas. The scene two instrumental introduction harkens to a familiar Schubert tune, Gretchen am Spinrade, which was the inspiration for the character's name. 
As a classical pianist, composer Marty Epstein knows this song well. Unable to get Schubert's compelling theme out of her head, she took a musical quote from the song and expands upon it. Over the course of the scene, the classic musical theme craftfully morphs into Marty's own layered and interweaving musical language. Gretchen is now locked in a dull, green-gray room with one small window looking out into the night sky. She is sitting at a thinly drawn spinning wheel in a room filled with straw stacked as high as the ceiling. Gretchen humming and singing to herself, remembers the king's final words to her before he shut her away. She was flattered when he complimented her beauty and her form, but frightened when he still threatened to end her life if she could not spin straw into gold. The hideous little man magically appears. He seizes the opportunity to help Gretchen, extracting a promise that in exchange she will give him her firstborn child. With this agreement, the little man and Gretchen work together. The music winds and spins like the spinning wheel. Soon, the bobbins fill with golden thread. Gretchen asks the little man's name to thank him properly, but he refuses to say. He disappears, and Gretchen is left alone in the room, waiting for the king to return. In the third scene, Gretchen now wears a crown, and we find her sitting in a golden room with a large window, again looking out into the night sky with swirling comets and speckles of stars. She is in a rocking chair, looking at her newborn tiny baby. She now understands a mother's love and tries to convince herself that the little man will not return to claim his payment. When he magically reappears to remind her of her promise, he takes pity on Gretchen and her love for her child. He gives her a way out. In 2008, 
as Marty Epstein embarked on writing this opera, her son was four years old. Her own feelings about being a mother, as well as the intense longing to experience parenthood and the love of a child, served as the inspiration of these two characters and their conflict. It is the permeating theme of the whole opera. The scenes become shorter as the opera nears its finale. This fourth scene takes place in a vibrant green forest with thin upward winding trees and long thin blades of grass. The king and miller out on the castle grounds and unnoticed spied the strange little man doing an odd victory dance and singing a strange song. The fifth penultimate scene begins when the little man reappears in Gretchen's golden room, keeping his promise of allowing her a way out by guessing his name, which has never been spoken by anyone but himself. He screams and clutches his heart, which startles and surprises Gretchen. Rumpelstiltskin dies of a broken heart, which splits in two and disappears. Meanwhile, the baby has undergone a mysterious transformation. The king and Miller run into the room to investigate all the noise, and are shocked by the baby's now hideous appearance. The king blames Gretchen and immediately orders her and her father to be put to death. But the king saves the baby sending it to be raised by his servants. Perhaps its ugliness could be useful to him someday. The final scene is entirely instrumental. The baby is alone in its crib and begins to touch things. Is this child transforming them? We hear familiar music. Thank you for listening to this introduction to Guerrilla Opera's production of Rumpled Stiltskin by Marty Epstein. The libretto of the opera is available for download in PDF format on Guerrilla Opera's website at guerrillaopera.org forward slash events. Rumpled Stiltskin plays for one night only in Boston, Friday, March 15, 2019, 
at 7.30 p.m. in the auditorium of First Church Boston at 66 Marlborough Street. Guerrilla Opera will be conducting a tactile tour of the production for audience members with visual impairment at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, March 15th only. Rumpelstiltskin also plays on Friday, May 17th at 7.30 p.m. at Mark A. Skorka Hall in Opera America's National Opera Center at 330 7th Avenue, New York, New York on the 7th floor. Admission to all performances is $25 general admission, $20 for seniors, and $10 for students as well as audience members with visual impairment. Tickets can be purchased online at guerrillaopera.org forward slash events or by phone at 866-615-2723 extension 3 and at the door one hour before curtain for both Boston and New York performances. We encourage audience members with visual impairments to call in advance so we can ensure you have the best possible experience. Guerrilla Opera is a Boston-based chamber opera company whose mission is to foster a new canon of American opera for the 21st century through commissioning and performance and to engage new audiences by making new opera more accessible, creative, and experiential. The company wishes to thank Timothy and Jane Gillette, Jim Haber and Susan Larson, the National Braille Press, the Boston Conservatory at Berkeley, the staff at First Church Boston, and the First Parish in Brookline, as well as composer Marty Epstein and librettist collaborator Greg Smucker. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will come to our live shows. If you enjoyed this listening experience, there are a couple of things that you can do. First, please subscribe to our podcast. There is a new one for every show and concert. You can also rate this podcast and leave a review to help others find our content. Second, please support our accessibility efforts by making a donation by visiting us online at guerrillaopera.org forward slash support. Our programs are funded through the generosity of supporters and patrons like you. Help us continue to bring new opera to audiences in Boston and beyond by becoming a supporter today. Third, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news about these operas and behind-the-scenes content. I'm your narrator, Nicholas Martinez. You can follow me on Twitter with the handle at BrickMartinez. This has been an audio introduction to Rumpelstiltskin by Marty Epstein, a guerrilla opera production. Copyright 2019, Guerrilla Opera.